Do you believe in the power of God's Word? Do you believe it's sharp and effective? Do you believe it will achieve its intended purpose when it's sent out? It won't return void? Then let me ask you this, and it's a challenging question for both you and me. What's the latest verse you've memorized? Has it been a while? And if it has, why haven't you memorized more verses? Is it because of the ease of technology? You know, I don't have to memorize. I can just look it up with a couple of words on Google. I think there are believers in my age bracket and older who've given up memorizing because you think you can't do it. You're not good at that anymore. And yet that might be the most powerful thing you could do mentally and spiritually. Memorize a verse. On Facebook, back in October, I asked, what verse have you memorized that got you through some tough times? We're going to talk about that today as we hurdle even closer to the end of 2023. Grab on, strap in, and uh, let's hear a Best Up broadcast, which is recorded. We're not live with you today. If you hear dated information, disregard that. If you hear a phone number to call us, don't call. Well, you can if you want, you know, see what happens. (laughs) But there's nobody answering the phone today. Our team behind the scenes, Ryan McConaughey doing all things technical, Tricia is our producer. Boy, I'm grateful for them, for uh, what they've done all this year, 2023. And we are grateful for you. I hope these programs for the end of the year will be an encouragement to you, especially today. We're going to go back to a conversation we had with Glenna Marshall. And I asked several questions. What was the first verse you memorized? Do you remember what it was? Have you ever had a verse pop into your head at just the right time because you memorized it a long time earlier. We had a number of people answer on Facebook, and Glenna is standing by with the basics, the blessings, the benefits of memorizing and meditating on God's Word that is straight ahead. But first, we only have a few days left for me to remind you that we need your help before the end of the calendar year, and we are so grateful for your generosity in 2023. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We have BackFence friends and partners who have faithfully given the last 12 months. And I'd love for you to become a partner with us because a partner gives a gift each month and you receive one of the best things, I think, is my BackFence post every Thursday. Except for here at the end of the year, we take a couple of weeks off. We give the camera a rest and boy, it works hard. But you get a behind-the-scenes peek at guests and the inner workings of the program and the thought processes that we go through. And a lot of people say that Thursday post is encouraging to them. I find it to be. I watch it every Thursday to see what I talked about. (laughs) And I can't tell you the number of times I've walked away and thought, boy, I needed to hear that. A Backfence partner can also receive our monthly thank you which this month is my novel, Saving Grayson. If you want to become a partner or if you want to give a one-time gift and become a friend, here's how to respond. 866-95-FABRY is the number, 1-866-953-2279. Or go to chrisfabrylive.org, scroll down, you'll see how you can be a friend or partner with us right there and receive that novel, Saving Grayson, chrisfabrylive.org. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your support here at the end of 2023. We take you now to the home of Eliana. She is five years old. She is one of Trisha's Sparks, or Sparkies as I used to call them. She was homesick the other day, and her mom recorded this 
So Tricia would know that she has learned her verses. Wait for the ending. After she is done with her third verse, listen for the sound. Here is Eliana and her mom. These are written so you may believe Jesus is Christ of the Son of God. Do you remember where that's from? John 20? John 20, 31. Yes. Psalm 118.1. Oh, give thanks for the Lord, for she is good. Okay, and 1 John 4.19. We love because he first loved us. Awesome. <laughs> I get that. It gets me every time. The high five. We love because he, and I love the way that she did it, first loved us. Glenna Marshall is a pastor's wife, a mom of two sons. She's the author of The Promise of In His Is His Presence. Sorry about that. I'll try it again. The Promise Is His Presence and Everyday Faithfulness and a new book, Memorizing Scripture, The Basics, Blessings, and Benefits of Meditating on God's Word. Glenna, great to have you with us today. I want you to say a word about Eliana. Pretty good, don't you think? Oh, so good. And I, I mean, as cute as it is, it also just brings tears to my eyes. I mean, how beautiful on the lips of such a small child is God's word. I love that yes. so much. Good job, Eliana. Yay. High five. I'll give you a high, high five. five. <laughs> um, okay. So do we need uh, memorizing? Isn't it kind of like losing weight? Just eat less and exercise, you know, memorizing <laughs> scripture. You just read the Bible and memorize it. Do we need a book to do that? I think you do. And not only because I wrote the book, but because I think that there are a lot of things in our Christian life that we know we should do, but we just don't because we think it is just beyond our capabilities. And I think memorization falls squarely in that category because you talk about memorizing God's word. And I have yet to meet a person who says, oh, I'm really good at that. (laughs) I mean, every person I have ever spoken to about memorizing scripture, the first response I get is, oh, I have a terrible memory. I could never do that. And so I wrote a book to really dispel that as an excuse because God has designed your brain to memorize. He really has. And if we will just sort of implement some tools in our lives, we can do this. Whatever age and stage in life you're in, you can memorize at least some of God's word. I promise. I love that the tips and the tricks and the the things that you do, but you use the the way that our brain has been designed to help us. And we're going to get into some of those. In the um, introduction or the dedication of the, to the book, you say that you memorize around the dinner table. Is that true? Do you really mm-hmm. do that? We really do. Uh, we I am very committed to dinner around the table with my family. It's something that I grew up with and it's just a keystone of my memories as a kid. And so we're very committed to it, dinner around the table every night. And when we finish eating, my husband will read some scripture, we'll pray. We have a little way that we pray through our church membership. And then we work on memorization. And I mean, it's not long. It's like five minutes, you know, but that time Over time, the cumulative effect of that with our kids has resulted in a lot of memorization for them and us as adults. I mentioned Israel when we started, and I really want to let you just kind of talk about uh, that and Scripture and the heaviness Mm -hmm. that I mentioned. As you have been looking at the news and everything that's gone on, is there uh, portions of scripture when you first saw the news was did did psalm 23 come to you or what happened in your soul 
Well, I mean, I think like everyone who's watching this from afar, I, I mean, it, the horror of it is just unspeakable. It's hard to put it into words. It's so weird. I was at the gym this morning on the stair climber and I didn't turn the TV on, but it came on with the machine and it was on the news. And after about 10 minutes, I'm weeping on the stair climber. I just had to turn it off. Um, and I thought of some of the phrases that that we see in the Psalms. There's so many Psalms for like prayers for vindication, you know, for the Lord to right the wrongs that have been done. And you see phrases like, um, like cut off their arms, the arms of the wicked, basically just meaning Lord end their reach so that they cannot commit the atrocities that they are committing. And those are the types of things that I pray in, in situations like this, when it comes to war and rumors of war and terrorism and things like that. But I think that because God's people throughout all of biblical history have suffered, there is so much scripture devoted to suffering. And so I think we have the language that we need to pray. There are so many lament Psalms. I mean, think of Psalm 13, the one that starts, how long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? Um, you have Psalms that pray for help, like Psalm 20, 121, I lift up my eyes to, eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Um I think of, gosh, I was just actually looking through some things to pray because in times like this, it's so hard to know what to pray, you know? And I ran across in Psalm 37, uh, verses 10 and 11, where the psalmist says, in just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there, but the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. And that is uh, a phrase that Jesus used in his sermon on the Mount, mm. really pointing to ultimate fulfillment of, of peace and inheriting the land being with God in heaven forever. And so I think it's right for us to pray the scriptures in cases like this, that wickedness will cease that the Lord will stop the spread of evil, that people will see the hope of the gospel in the midst of suffering, that God's people, that the ones who are following Christ will stand for justice. Um, just so many things. And I think when we don't know what to pray, we can pray the scriptures. We know from Psalm 34 that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. And so that's what we pray for those who are brokenhearted. Lord, be near, be near. Just some of those phrases that you were using right there uh, really kind of make our hearts come alive again, especially, as I said, with, with the heaviness and the, the mm. feeling of the death and the horror that you mentioned. And I think there's nothing better that we could do today than talk about the power of God's Word. We've uh, On Facebook, you can answer. Tell me, the, tell me the scripture that you've memorized that continues to come back to you, maybe in a tough time. There's one here I'll, I'll mention when we get back. A, a woman was being deposed in a legal dispute and she found a verse. I want you to hear that. Glenna Marshall is with us, and her featured resource today at the website, chrisfabrylive.org, is Memorizing Scripture, the Basics, Blessings, and Benefits of Meditating on God's Word. You'll find it at chrisfabrylive.org. More of this best of broadcast straight ahead on Moody Radio. talking about memorizing scripture. That's the title of our featured resource by Glenna Marshall, The Basics, Blessings, and Benefits of Meditating on God's Word. We're going to talk about that, the power of typing it out or writing it out. 
Karen said, I found this verse just before I had to be deposed many years ago. A huge help to me. Thank you, Lord. It's Psalm 16, verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. So that gave her courage to speak the truth, you know, and speak whatever is true and right and noble and all of that. There's also, since you are a pastor's wife, Glenna, I know that you'll resonate with this. Because I see different verses that are, are mentioned here on Facebook, and I love them all. But there is a certain sense that we can uh, pull a verse out of context. We can find a verse that makes me feel better about what I wanted to make me feel better about. <laughs> and if I don't rightly divide it, I can apply it in a, in a way that it wasn't meant to be applied. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think we we've, we all do this at times. We hear a verse, it sounds great. We sort of cherry pick it to become maybe a life verse or just one that holds specific meaning to us. And then one day we happen to read it in the greater context of where it is placed in scripture. And we're like, oh, <laughs> that's not exactly <laughs> what I thought that that meant. And sometimes it can mean claiming a promise that was for a specific person at a specific point in redemptive history. And we're claiming that for ourselves. And then maybe even becoming upset with the Lord for not keeping a promise that he actually didn't make to us in the first place. The good news is there are plenty of promises in scripture that are for us as in general as believers. But I find that memorizing scripture in its context is not only safe and helps you avoid that little thing of heresy that we try to stay away from, it also deepens and enriches the meaning of that favorite verse. When you memorize, um, you know, the verse from Psalm 23 about, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Um, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Maybe that's the one verse you memorize. But if you memorize the whole Psalm, which is still relatively short, you'll see how at the end, not only is he with you in the valley, his goodness and his mercy are running after you all the days of your life. And it just, all of a sudden, that verse you love suddenly takes on so much more depth and punch really in your heart. Ernie just shared this, my pal Ernie in Ohio, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he cares for you, from First mm. Peter 5. Now, I know that you've memorized all of First Peter, so you, you could do well, it. Well, I'm, I'm about halfway, I'm about halfway through First Peter, <laughs> not yeah. Yet, not yet to five, okay. But I but do know er- that that's from First Peter 5. Ernie said, I know my Savior cares. If I didn't think mm. he cared, how could I follow him? So that, uh, and that goes to the the point of, uh, there's one chapter, knowing his voice and hearing from God himself. That's Mm -hmm. part of why we do the memorization, right? Yes, because God's word is his true, inerrant, inspired, holy word. We know from 2 Timothy that every word of scripture is breathed out by God and is useful in our lives, equipping us to be Christians. And so, The thing is, is that if we are meditating on the word of the Lord, then we're sort of hearing his voice. This is how God speaks to us is through scripture. And so when we do this regularly, then we recognize his voice. We recognize the truth from scripture, which then enables us to be discerning in a world and a culture full of lies and Mm so-called half-truths. 
if that makes sense. It can keep us grounded. It can keep us in the middle of, you know, euphoria or in the, in the doldrums in the valley. Mm -hmm. It can Mm -hmm. really keep us grounded in what is real and true and, and where our hope really lies. But I want to take you to a real practical place in this decade, in your late thirties, you had memorized scripture as a child but you mm-hmm. kind of had put it away. You came back to it now because mm-hmm. because of what? Well, I'll be real honest with you. And I am this honest in the book. I was really struggling just with sort of a simmering, ongoing anger in my life. I felt like I had a short fuse all the time, was confessing to the Lord all every day, Lord, please kill the sin in me. I do not know how to escape it. And I am very faithful to Bible study and prayer. Those are disciplines in my life that I love and will never stray from, but I was still struggling to find victory over the sin of anger. So when I was a child, I was in a program called Bible Drill and the kids would memorize scripture in the church and then they'd have us compete with other churches. Well, one of the verses I memorized was Psalm 119.11. I will store up your word in my heart so that I will not sin against you. And that verse came to mind during one of those very desperate prayers for the Lord to help me fight the sin of anger. And I thought, okay, i feel like I've missed something all of these years of walking with Jesus. Is it really this easy? And I wouldn't say it's easy, but I I will say it's not as complicated as I thought. So I just began memorizing scripture, really just in an effort to put this sin to death in my life once and for all. And that was probably five years ago. I am in my forties now. And I, In the years of practicing scripture memorization, not only have I found victory over sin, I have discovered all of these other amazing benefits that I did not know would occur in my life unless I had started memorizing scripture. I learned to love the Lord more deeply, to sort of love the world and all its pleasures less. I learned that I could have the words to say to people when I wasn't sure what to say, whether that was in relationship with other Christians or having gospel conversations with non-Christians. There were just all these benefits that I saw from just simply working through scripture and working a little on memorization every single day. Go back to the anger thing, because you've been mm. vulnerable with us. You've told us now your age and that you had, <laughs> you had an anger problem. Um, and people will say, you know, I would pr- pray this anger away or do whatever. Mm. What, what is the process of I've hidden your word in my heart that I might mm. not sin against you? When you got angry, did you just start, you know, using that as a mantra to get you thinking something else? Mm. Or was there something more going on there? I mean, sometimes I would try to quote scripture, you know, sort of like counting to 10 when you're upset. But honestly, I really think that when it comes to avoiding sin, I go back to Psalm 1, where the psalmist does not walk or stand or sit with the wicked and the sinners and the scoffers. What he does instead is delights in God's word day and night, meditating on it day and night. So in order, it's not just enough to say no to sin. We have to say yes to the Lord. And so what I found, what it meant for me to say yes to the Lord was to do what the psalmist in Psalm 1 does, which is to delight in God's word, meditate on it day or night. And just, I don't really know how to explain it, except that God is pleased to change who you are as you meditate on scripture. It's that process that we see in Romans of, I think it's Romans 12, of renewing your mind when you are thinking and 
that's what's happening when you're memorizing, you're rehearsing the words of scripture over and over. You're thinking about them. You're thinking about who said this and this attribute of God and why this pronoun and why this adjective. And as you're thinking, you're meditating, you're thinking deeply, and God's word is just not like any other book out there. It changes the way that you think, which then it's sort of that what goes in, what comes out. When you change the way you think, it changes the way you act, the way you react, the way you discern, the the way you make decisions. It just changes everything. That was really what surprised me so much. It wasn't like, oh, I'm really mad. I'm just going to quote a scripture. It was the process of memorize and actually change the way I behaved. I mean, my theology and what I believed had to change first. Yes. But the Romans 12, 1 and 2, that's you're conforming your, your Well, God's goal for you and me is to make us more and more like Jesus every day, mm-hmm. right? I mean, that's because mm-hmm. it's, I, I, I heard somebody say, it's God's goal for you is to have you sin less today than you did yesterday. And I'm thinking, mm-hmm. I, I, sometimes I, I, I sin, I don't even know that I'm sinning. <laughs> I don't even realize, <laughs> you know, the motivation of my heart. So when he illumines that, it's like I'm sinning more today than I did yesterday because he's showing me more because he, mm-hmm. he's making me more like Jesus. But the mm-hmm. the other thing is the legalistic thing. It's like you gotta memorize this and you're really good if you memorize whole books, if you only do a verse. Mm-hmm. So so does this help you score points with God? Does he like people who <laughs> memorize more verses like you? No, he doesn't. The thing is, is that if you are in Christ, if you have been saved by the gospel of Jesus Christ, you have all of God's love and approval already in Christ. You do not do anything to earn or to like try to get more points. There are no, um, there are no tears in Christianity. The ground is very level at the foot of the cross. So what I see it as we memorize just like we do any of our spiritual disciplines, Bible reading, prayer, fasting, you know, uh, the corporate disciplines of with your local church, we do those not to be loved or to be more loved, but because we are already loved. We obey from a position of already loved because we we know that we're loved and secure. And our response to the Lord is to obey his commandments, to abide in his love, as Jesus tells us in John 15. And so I find that memorizing scripture It's not going to earn you more points. What it is going to do is deepen your certainty of God's love for you. That is just a beautiful benefit that I've seen. Yeah, I agree. And this is a great resource. There are suggested verses to memorize in each chapter, at the end of each chapter, some great tips that she will give you. Glenna Marshall is with us. Here's the number, 877-548-3675. Have you, and I'd love to hear from some older listeners who memorized stuff way, way back when about how that has stuck with you and has come up again and again. Uh, We'll take your calls here in just a couple of minutes. 877-548-3675. Talk about technology, because this to me is the bane of Bible memorization. I will do this even on the program. And and people will say, wow, Chris, you really came up with that. And I just went to the website and typed in a couple of verse, you know, a couple of words that I remembered and boom, it's there in my Bible gateway. And it makes me look really, you know, biblical and spiritual and smart. And, and it was, it was the search engine that I was using that found it. So That's what about right. technology? Well, here's the thing. We do have 
a more access to God's word than any other Christians in the history of the world. I mean, I am sitting at my dining room table. I have a Bible in front of me. I have at least 10 more within arm's reach, plus my phone, my iPad, and my MacBook. So I I have all the access in the world that anyone needs to scripture. But it's not just like access is not really the reason that we're memorizing. It's a reason. You know, there are times where you just need the verse to come to mind. Um, but really, it's it, it's not just the accumulation of knowledge. It's not having instant access. It really is the work of memorization. In my experience, that is where the good work is happening in your heart. That daily writing out, reciting out loud, whatever tools or methods you use, it's doing it every day that actually sort of works those words down into your heart and your mind where that process of sanctification that you were talking about of becoming like Jesus, I think that's where God is pleased to do that work. Um, You know, there may come a day where access is the issue and we will be so thankful if we have stored up God's word in our heart in preparation for that day. That's why I I love the fact that on the front of the book, the subtitle is in cursive, but also I think it's Romans 5 that you have written out there in the background. Is that right? Yes, it's it's Romans 8, actually, Romans which is 8. what I've okay. been working on. Yeah, yeah, I've been working on that with my kids for a while. And the reason we went with the handwriting on the book is because one of the main methods for memorizing in my own life, and I found this to be real, a really effective tool, is to write out your verse or your passage or your chapter or whatever you're working on is to, at some point, you're going to have to write it out. Now, maybe if your handwriting is poor, you can type it out. But when it comes to reviewing it, especially longer portions, if you will just write the first letter of each word, then you will get through the text so much more quickly. It's not as time consuming and your brain actually doesn't need every word. It just needs the first letter. Isn't that interesting? Isn't God good to give us the treasure of his word? We're talking with Glenna Marshall. This program is recorded. We first aired it back in October. Memorizing scriptures, our featured resource at chrisfabrylive.org. More straight ahead on Moody Radio. The new book by Glenna Marshall is Memorizing Scripture. Get it? This is very easy, very simple to talk about, but it's hard to do. The basics, blessings, and benefits of meditating on God's Word. Betsy writes, I've been trying to memorize Scripture using the alphabet. I was a first grade teacher for many years. For A, as the deer pants for the water brook, Psalm 42. For Z, for the Lord has chosen Zion, Psalm 132, 13, 14. Sometimes when I wake up in the middle of the night, I go down the alphabet reciting my memorized scripture. (laughs) It's so good. Often I only make it to the letter M. Let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. I've sometimes thought, what if I ever would be kidnapped or taken hostage? I'm not really obsessed with this thought, but what would I want to carry with me in my mind? This was, in a way, some kind of a motivator for me, but mostly because it fills me up with God's love. So that alphabet idea, I like that. I've often thought, Glenna, what if I could memorize a verse for every minute of the day at 323 or 316? You know, I get those (laughs) for, you know, what, what verse would come to your mind and then there're just so many hours and so many well i guess there's only 12 you know you just have to do it for 12 <laughs> hours 
Um, but there's so there's so much time. It, it was I gave up. What what about you? <laughs> I love that alphabet idea. I think that's genius and I may have to steal it. I've done that with the attributes of God before because I am one of those chronic poor sleepers. So I'm always looking for things to meditate on when I'm trying to fall asleep at night. But what she's done, which is so smart, is to give herself sort of a pattern to follow with memorization, which is just something that your brain loves so much for storing new information. She's attaching details to the verses that she's memorizing by attaching a letter of the alphabet but I bet she'll remember those for the rest of her life. So you've given us the of uh, just the first letter of each word in the verse to do that mm-hmm. as a memory as a memory device. Mm-hmm. There's also have you seen the thing where um, they'll write out a whole sentence and all of the the words are all the letters are scrambled except for the first and the last <laughs> letter and yes. how your brain yes. is able to do that and decipher it. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. I'm telling you, we really underestimate what our brains can do. So what happens in the brain when we try to memorize? So what you're doing is trying to form new memories. And we, we tend to think, oh, that verse is like in a file in my brain that I, can't, I just can't find the location of the file. And if I could just find the file, then I could find the verse that I memorized. But that's not exactly how memories work. When we are memorizing new information, um, what we do is we what we pay attention to is what we remember. So you can think of like a family memory or a vacation that you took, and maybe you have one memory of the trip and your wife has another memory. And they're totally different. But what it is, is that you remember what you paid attention to and she remembers what she paid attention to. So what your brain does is takes those details that you paid attention to and it begins to encode a new memory. And then it puts the information together into a pattern, sort of consolidating all these different disparate details into one piece of information. And then there's like an even a section of your brain, the hippocampus, that sort of works like a short-term memory. And it works to consolidate all those things and move them into one one memory. And your hippocampus is like temporary holding space. It's like that place where if you're trying to remember a passcode to get into an online account and you just say it like 15 times to try to remember it and you don't need that passcode forever. The beauty of the hippocampus is that you can forget things. We don't need to remember every passcode we've ever used, but you can move information from the hippocampus by repetition, then move it into actually multiple places in your brain. And so essentially when you are remembering a memory, you're sort of reliving it by reliving all of the details. So the way that works for scripture memory is to incorporate scripture memorization into a part of your day when maybe you are doing a task or something repetitively attaching details to the process of memorization so that the verses are easier to retrieve from your long-term memory. And I know that sounds a little science-y, but here's very practically what it might look like. I like to suggest pick a time of day to memorize when your hands are busy, but your mind is not. So that might be you know, taking a walk in the morning, working out at the gym or washing dishes, folding a load of laundry, maybe sitting on your lunch break. You don't have anything to do. So you sit at your desk, you can pull out some index cards, um, lots of different times. I'm not telling you notice, I'm not telling you to create new time. We're all busy, but I'm telling you to redeem the time that you already have when your brain can be devoted for five or 10 minutes to this practice. And so I like to memorize 
in the shower. I'm just going to say it every day. I get up, I have my Bible study time. I go to the gym, I come home, I get in the shower and I have verses written out in Ziploc bags taped to my shower wall. And it is my, after years of doing this, it is my brain's just default mechanism to go straight to memorization when it is time to take a shower. And I think what the beauty of these very simple things is that it just gives your brain more details and makes it easier to both memorize and recall what you've memorized. Is there power in actually writing it out then? Do you, do you type that and print it uh, You know, on your computer or you write it? I tend to type it because number one, my handwriting is not great. And number two, the older I get, the larger font I need. And so um, I printed in about size 16 font at this point. Now I do handwrite to review and I think it's great to sit and just handwrite verses. Some people that will be your favorite method. I mean, we all have different learning styles. You have your audio, your visual, and then the one that I can never pronounce that starts with a K, but it's sort of your hands-on approach. And what it is, is that most of us, we lean one way, but we like to incorporate some of the other learning styles as well. So my encouragement is try lots of different methods. Try memorizing in the shower, try handwriting it, try the first letter method, try saying it out loud. Repetition is the one non-negotiable. Whatever method you use, you must repeat because that is the way to move information into your long-term memory. And so, um, but find what works, find your favorite methods, find what you find success in and stick with it. Your methods might look a little different from mine and that's okay. You have to believe though, that something is going on here, that you have to have a certain amount, there's a certain amount of faith that you have to exercise to intentionally do what you're talking about because mm-hmm. it's not going to just happen. You have to, uh, even if your hands are busy, you know, and, and your mind mm-hmm, is not, mm-hmm. you still have to put that in a Ziploc bag in the shower or where, mm-hmm. you know, if you're driving, put it in the visor you, when you pull mm-hmm, it down so you can mm-hmm. see it. You have to do it. So you have to really believe that there's a payoff for this, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You do. And so like your Bible reading and your prayer and your other disciplines, you may start with some skepticism at first. I really get that. I can only tell you from my own experience that there will... I'm just never, ever going to drift away from this habit. It's that transformative. And I can say it all day long, and you can maybe believe me, but you will have to put the practice into habit in your life. With time, I think you will see what I'm talking about. Here's the payoff. You tell a story in the book about being on an airplane, and there's the person next Mm. to you that you were really close to. (laughs) You know, you weren't (laughs) trying to spy, but it looked like she was reading the Bible. Uh, And you, Uh you started a conversation with her, right? Right. So she was a hospice care nurse and she had to have been in her seventies and she was sitting, we were very tightly packed in an economy seating and she had a large phone and she was reading the Psalms on her phone. And so when she put her phone away, I just couldn't resist. And I said, do you read the Bible every day? And she said, Oh, I do. I do. I'm a hospice nurse. And, um, I'm traveling. And so I I just love to read the, read the word when I have time. And I said, okay, so as a hospice nurse, do you ever read scripture to your patients? And she said, oh, all the time, all the time. But let me tell you the Christians, they are the ones who know the word. And I don't care how far gone they are in their illness. When I read, especially Psalm 23 to them in their last days, 
they always respond. It just resonates mm-hmm. in their spirit. God's word is just so powerful. And it just moved me so much. I thought that is just so beautiful. And I pray at the end of my life that it will someone will be there reading God's word over me like she does. Yes. Well, even if they can't speak, their their mouths were moving, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and doing that. She said I, they I sure try. <laughs> Uh, and I, I love it. what Mary said. Mary called from West Palm Beach, and she said, I'm in my 70s now, but I still remember verses that I learned with my mom. Those have stuck with me. So this is important, not just for your children, but also for you. And then modeling that for your kids, that this is important. Memorizing Scripture. It's a new book by Glenna Marshall. It's our featured resource. Click through at chrisfabrylive.org. More straight ahead on Moody Radio. The phone rings, you answer it. Someone on the other end says, I just found out I'm pregnant. I don't know what to do. My boyfriend's pushing me to get an abortion. What do you say to her? What if she were calling you from the restroom of an abortion clinic and she said, I don't think I want to do this? I've been telling you about CareNet, their pro-abundant life ministry, what they're doing around the country. And this month, we're highlighting their Pregnancy Decision Line. It's a national hotline that provides immediate, life-affirming pregnancy decision coaching and pregnancy center referrals to women and men considering abortion. They're competing, though, with uh, the federal government. I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, I think in April they announced this national abortion hotline. Find out about CareNet today. We have a green button. It just says CareNet at chrisfavorylive.org because we're not that creative, but, boy, we, we really believe in CareNet. So click the green CareNet button today. You'll find out more about that PDL, Pregnancy Decision Line. And, by the way, the woman who called from the, the clinic in the restroom was able to get out of the clinic and have her baby later on. You'll read more stories like that. You can find out more about CareNet when you click the green button there at chrisfabrylive.org, chrisfabrylive.org. Glenna Marshall has written a really good book. This is good. I, we prayed before we went on here that somebody would get catch a fire to do to begin memorizing scripture again or for the first time. The book is Memorizing Scripture. It's easy to read. It's it's harder to implement because memorizing is not easy, especially for people like me. I think women memorize easier. I don't <laughs> I don't have science on that, but I, I can ask you that. But I want to talk with Herb. Herb's in Florida. Herb, why'd you call today? Well, uh, I wanted to share two reasons why I love memorizing the Bible. By the way, I just love your show today. It's absolutely fabulous. Uh, The first reason why I memorize the Bible is because if I'm on my deathbed, and let's say, for example, I'm blind and can't read the Bible, I've already drawn up a list of 10 verses that I've memorized just for that particular occasion. So I'm sort of forewarned is forearmed. A second reason, among others, why I memorize verses is uh, I think it is very possible uh, that at some point in time in the history of our country, the Bible could be taken away from us. And I would encourage the listeners just to do a Google search and type in uh, 
artificial intelligence rewrite Bible and see what their search results are. I can't believe you said that, Herb, because we were talking about that. <laughs> Glenna and I were talking about that just before the program. Glenna, you know what he's talking about. I absolutely do. I actually saw a video just before we came on where a woman was going to call it a Christian college campus and reciting some quote unquote verses for the students to see if they could tell the difference between what was real scripture and what was AI generated to sound like scripture. And I got to tell you, some of them were tricky. And if you didn't know scripture well enough, you'd buy it hook, line and sinker. So scary. Yeah. Yeah. I love your heart, Herb. Thank you. And I agree. I love this program. Talk to, Glenna, the older listeners mm. who say, you don't know the struggle that I have just to hang on to, <laughs> you know, a phone number or whatever. But this, this is something that they can access as well, don't you think? They can. And they may feel like the process is just so slow. But here's, I, I really love the slow nature of memorizing scripture because it forces you to do something that takes time. Everything in our life is so fast paced and so immediate results, instant gratification driven, but this is slow. And the slowness of it forces us to meditate on the words, to think on them. So if you feel like you're extra slow, that's okay. It's just more time to think slowly and deeply about God's word. I love what Herb said about you know being on his deathbed someday or blind and can't read the Bible. So my grandmother, who I wrote about in the last chapter of my book, just stored up so much scripture in her lifetime. She loved the word. She taught the word to women, discipled so many young women in her younger years. And when she was in her 80s, she actually suffered a retinal bleed and lost her vision. So I would say for the last uh, six to eight years of her life, she could not see to read her Bible anymore. It was such a loss to her. But what she did do was remember all those verses that she had stored up and she sort of knit them together into this prayer that she would pray and she would recite to us all the time. We have it typed up and we all in the family have a copy of it um, where she just took scriptures that were deep in her heart and knit them into this beautiful tapestry of prayer to the Lord. Wow. And it was so precious to her. She went to be with the Lord in March of this year and, you know, being with her, holding her hand literally on her deathbed, I, I just had so much confidence in the Lord's presence with her knowing that we were reading scriptures over her and the spirit in her was testifying to the spirit mm. in us reading God's word. It was just so beautiful, such a beautiful home going for a saint. I am with her a hundred percent. I love what he said to be forewarned is to be forearmed. I want to be equipped with God's word when I am getting ready to meet him. What a legacy she left. And then again, mm -hmm. as you do this, as you do this in front of your kids, as you see them see you uh, be intentional along these lines, it gives them an idea, oh, this is important to mom and dad. Maybe it ought to be important mm -hmm. to me. Andrew is in Indianapolis. Hi, Andrew. Go right ahead. Hi. Thank you very much. Um, uh, this morning we were planning to go somewhere, and I thought, well, a man plants his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Uh, so if I'm just keeping step with the Spirit, then I, I won't um, play with the sinful nature. So uh, that really helps me uh, not get angry or anything. About yes. So that came to you, Andrew, when you were just, you were thinking about going someplace and boom, that just popped up in your heart? Yeah, like if nothing else happens, just keep in step with the Spirit and, you know, mm -hmm. hasty steps miss the way. 
mm. be decent. So, well, and it also then what it does, Glenna, is it. Uh, we talked about grounding or comforting when something you get in a traffic jam or you get into a situation that you hadn't planned for. That scripture uh, about peace and about leaning on God and His uh, His way those those things can can come bubbling up, right? Oh, absolutely. I think the Holy Spirit is so quick to bring scripture to mind in the moment that we need it. I can think, I mean, just that verse of uh, keeping in step in the spirit so that we do not gratify the desires of the flesh. That's from Galatians 5. And that is something I pray daily, a prayer I pray for myself, for my kids, for my husband. And think about that when I'm tempted to sin. And I think that's the beauty of storing up God's word in your heart. The more you store, the more you have access to that the Holy Spirit can bring to mind in those moments when you really need it. You write, you'll never achieve any clarity or solid understanding of truth by emptying your mind and closing it down. Rather, you open up your mind and make it a house for God's words to live in. So meditation from the East is more like emptying. What mm-hmm. you're talking about, meditating, is filling your heart with what God has for you and thinking, ruminating on that, Right. Absolutely. You know, my mind does not need to be an empty place. It just isn't safe for me. And so I I really, when I speak of biblical meditation, I am not speaking of emptying your mind and trying to achieve nirvana or some kind of state of mystical peace. I really am talking about thinking deeply, ruminating, to use your word, um, on God's word. Because if you go back to Psalm 1 that I mentioned earlier, when the psalmist talks about the blessed man in that passage, delighting in God's law and meditating on it, that Hebrew word for meditate means to mumble aloud. And that's what we're doing when we're memorizing, just I saying God's that. word. Isn't that beautiful? Just mumble aloud. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a, a Psalm nineteen fourteen was on the right side in the old studio that we used to have in Chicago that was carved out of this piece of wood and I can close my eyes and I can read that. I can see that the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart acceptable in your sight, O Lord. Um, And so you've given us a lot to think about, and you've also given us a really good resource that is encouragement. It gives you practical handles on how to memorize Scripture. It's creatively titled Memorizing Scripture. It's by Glenna Marshall, (laughs) and you can find it at the website. Just click through today's information. Glenna, when when you get 1 Peter all the way through, you come back (laughs) and we'll just spend the whole hour on 1 Peter. How's that sound? Okay, sounds great. (laughs) That's Glenna Marshall, author of Memorizing Scripture, the Basics, Blessings, and Benefits of Meditating on God's Word. You can find out more about it at chrisfabrylive.org. We're going to hit the Wayback Machine and go all the way to the beginning of the year. Our very first live broadcast was with a woman named Nancy DeMoss Walgamuth who talked about Bible journaling. You have to hear this. Coming up tomorrow on Chris Fabry Live, a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.